Welcome to the Sports Business Take Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hine, and I'm here with my great co-host, Zach Creekmore. How are you doing, how are you doing today, Zach? Doing great, Paul. How are you, brother? Good. Today, we have a very special guest on, Kyle Martin of Front Office Sports. He is the Manager of Growth and Audience Operations at Front Office Sports. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys? Good. Although I completely realized that I forgot to do half of our intro just now. <laughs> <laughs> so a little rocky start, but we'll recover it. Um, so Kyle, could you just tell our audience what it is you do at Front Office Sports, what's your role like, and how does the manager of growth and audience operations operate? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been here for just over three years, just just uh, surpassed my three-year anniversary. So um it's, it's kind of looked a little different over my three years. Um, so, you know, at first it was a lot of um, newsletter focused growth. So our main product is our, our free newsletter, um, which I'm, I'm sure you guys know about. But um, yeah, free newsletter is our, our main product, but we have other other stuff now that we didn't have when I first started. So, um, you know, daily podcast, um, uh, you know, even we, we have uh, weekend editions of the newsletter now. So that's um, still very important to us um, and a big part of our business. And then, um, you know, when I first started, our, our social was great, but um, we wanted to grow it even more. And, you know, obviously, uh, TikTok has be, become a lot bigger than, than when I first started. And, you know, just the emerging platforms, YouTube shorts, stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of, I, I, like to say my, my job and, and my projects go in sprints, quote unquote. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks I'll focus on this a couple of weeks I'll focus on that. So, um, you know, a lot of my focus recently and honestly in the past year or so has been a lot of social growth. Um, so Instagram specifically, um, really, you know, a, a lot of our revenue comes from sponsorships since, um, you know, we have, uh, the free newsletter. So, you know, how do you monetize that? Obviously sponsorships, um, we need to grow, our audience to go to our sponsors and say, Hey, we have this amount of audience. Um, so growing that audience is, is huge for the revenue part, even if it's not directly, you know, them paying for it. Um, and then social, you know, social, uh, branded content, uh, for, for sponsorships has, has become bigger and bigger since I've been here. Um, so in that same vein, you know, obviously people don't pay to follow us. So, um, we need to go to sponsors similar to the newsletter and say, hey, we have, you know, 230,000 uh, people on, on Instagram as opposed to, you know, under 100,000 as, as it was maybe a year ago. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, just growing different parts of the business. And obviously podcast is huge, um, as you guys know. And um, yeah, just just kind of rolling that into 2024. I think, um, you know, maybe events. uh Will, will be big for us and then like um you know we, we have free uh courses um so those are sponsored similar to the newsletter and stuff like that so um you know th those are huge for us uh not not just students in your position but um also just sports professionals and honestly professionals outside of the sports industry as well who you know maybe are, are adjacent to the sports industry um so that's a big part of growth too. So really any, any part of the business um, we're looking to grow. And then the, the operations part is just make sure, making sure uh, it runs smoothly. So nothing breaks or, um, you know, a, a lot of 
connections need to happen, whether it's um, an automation uh, when you join our, our list, you know, and the first couple of days you get this email and the next couple of days you get this email. Um, so that's kind of the operations part um, of, of the growth and operations. So looks different every day. I know it's a typical answer, but no, never the same. So. And that's that's the way it is in sports, right? It is never the same. I actually took sure. one of those courses that you were talking about, a uh, sports marketing course. It was really good. Awesome. So yeah. um, you guys put out a lot of great content, and we actually use a ton of your stories um, that you guys put on your website in in our episodes. We use those to get information for episodes. And as a awesome. podcast, we understand how difficult it is to kind of get yourself out there and grow your audience even if you have a good product. So in your time at front office sports, what strategies have you implemented to grow that audience? Sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, is paid growth. Um, so, you know, whether it's uh, for, for newsletters specifically, I do a lot of giveaways. Um, we, we partner with different newsletters or different um, companies that, that will run giveaways. Um, last year, we, uh, partnered with the Pac-12 to uh, for their men's basketball tournament. Um, they uh, gave us some prizes, um, you know, obviously tickets to the men's basketball tournament. And then uh, they have a partner, MGM. Um, it's in their, their tournaments in Las Vegas. So um, they gave us some, you know, a stay at, at an MGM property, search Soleil tickets, stuff like that. Really, really cool prize. And um, we ran a giveaway, got, got a bunch of signups for that. Um, you know, just kind of, trying to reach people that um, maybe have heard of Pac-12 or heard of MGM or, or you know, Search Soleil or something and, and just kind of bringing them into the to the FOS fold and um, kind of making them realize what um, what we are as a business. And so um, that's big for us. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, what we've been doing a lot recently on, on social and I'm, I'm not on the social team. We have a, we have a separate social team. Um, that's really, really good and, and heads down on, on producing really good content. Um, but I, I kind of work in tandem with them, at, uh, for, for growth, but a lot of growth there. Um, obviously we do some paid here and there. Um, but, uh, a lot of it's come from collaborations on Instagram. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we started out with, um, you know, the, the content pages where they, you know, they get a lot of content on the internet and then just kind of, um, post it and, and add their spin to it. Um, but then we, that kind of snowballed into now we're partnering with, um, they're not partnering, but collaborating on content with, um, different schools. And so, you know, a lot of what I, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why this kind of happened, but a, a lot of what content pops for us on, on Instagram is, um, renderings of new facilities or, um, even like, uh, houses that, uh, you know, a house Aaron Rodgers is selling or something or bought, just bought or something like that. So, um, those facilities do really well for us. And so, um, we've reached out to, uh, colleges and, um, NFL teams or, or different, different teams like that. And, um, said, Hey, you know, the rendering saw a rendering, you want to collaborate on the post, stuff like that. Um, they reach out to us. Some, some have reached out to us. And so, um, we have like a really good mix there on, on, on Instagram specifically of, of growth. Um, and you know, that's, uh, just very organic, you know, they, they know our audience likes that we know their audience, um, wants to see what's, what's up with their team. 
Um, so that's a big, a big growth hack for us. Um, but yeah, it just kind of varies based on platform. A, a lot of what we're doing now um, is short form video. We're, um, you know, a, a little late to the bus on it, but we, uh, you know, we, we see the value in, in short form video um, and just kind of need to find our voice there. We, we didn't want to just like, you know, just do short form video just to do it. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of taken off for us. Um, so big, big shout out to the social team there for, for kind of finding their groove just like they have with, with everything else. So that's been great. It's awesome to hear about how much success you guys have had. Yeah, Thank you. definitely. Um, specifically thinking of like strategically knowing where you're putting your audience and how you're collaborating. Um, mm -hmm. Excellent work. Um, with social media, and I know you said you're not part of the social media team, but you definitely work in the collaborative aspect of we're understanding the audiences we're addressing and who we're trying to focus on, who we're trying to get to watch our videos or mm -hmm. see our posts, like our posts, comment on our posts, et cetera. Um, with it being a constantly changing and growing industry, what type of content do you think or do you think we will see with the largest growth um, or use or audience draw in 2024? Oh, man. I feel <laughs> like every couple of weeks there's there's something new that, that <clears throat> kind of takes the algorithm. Um, I mean, I think obviously short form video is still going to be still going to be huge. Um, uh, AI will, will weave itself in there somewhere. Um, people will use it for um, script writing for uh, there'll be, you know, some type of AI video platform where uh, I mean, there's already some, but uh, it'll just continue to develop. I, I saw um, I don't know if uh, I don't know the timeline, but a, a comparison of uh, I think it was mid mid journey, one of the, the AI platforms or or maybe it was another one, but the, a comparison to um, of, of a post or, you know, a picture it spit out at the beginning of it and to, to now and, and they use the same um, like template or, or the same, uh, you know, thing it, it fed the AI system. And so. Um, it, it was just wild to see. And, you know, to think that was maybe at the beginning of 2023 or, or maybe the end of 2022 was, was the first picture. Um, we're, we're just developing at a rapid rate with, with AI. Um, so I think that'll be huge. I, you know, if I knew exactly what was next with AI, I think I'd be a, a millionaire, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I know it'll be something. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be something there. Um, yeah, I, I just think. I, I think video will be continue to be king. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's where we're putting a lot of emphasis this year. So, or next year, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's great to hear about how AI and, and video is impacting how you guys are, are doing so well. So having all this success, how do you break down your audience engagement goals at front office sports? What kind of metrics do you use or what, like time period do you track over with viewers? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, a, a lot of what, um, we used to do when I first joined on, on email on the email side was with open rates and those are not as, uh, valuable anymore. They're not as reliable. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, can use, uh, the Apple system and, and kind of, um, you know, get, get a, a fake email address or not fake, but you know, they, they don't want to give out their information. They use a, 
um, email address that's not theirs and it kind of funnels into their email email account. And so um, they're not as reliable as they were. Um, so we're um, still kind of using open rates as it compares to other days open rates. So if, if I see, you know, our open rate on um, one day is, is really, really low compared to a, a open rate on the next day, I'm not looking at the exact number, but I'm looking at the difference. Um, that, that could tell me, okay, did something happen with Gmail? Um, did something, cause you know, Gmail is, is most of our audience, um, as it is for, for a lot of people. So, um, did something happen with the Gmail system? Did, did something go out? So, um, that's big for us on email, um, just kind of like internally, I would say, um, engagement is obviously huge for us from a sponsorship standpoint. Um, you know, how many eyeballs get on, on, uh, different sponsors. Um, and then from social perspective, um, you know, if it's a video, we're looking at watch time. Um, we're looking at, uh, we, we typically don't have, um, I mean, we'll, we'll have like, we'll post our own stories on, on Twitter and stuff like that. So, so there we look at link clicks and stuff. Um, but a lot of what we do, um, and, and it's been very intentional is, uh, to keep people on the platform. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have stories that, that are, are longer form that are, um, our writers will, will write on, on different things. Um, but a lot of what we do on, on Twitter or on, um, Instagram is, is to keep people on the platform. So, um, we look at engagement, we look at, um, impressions obviously is great. Um, just from, from retweets and stuff on Twitter. Um, so really it, it kind of depends on the platform, um, but uh, or in, in the goals, you know, I, I think every time social posts something, um, you know, they have kind of a, a goal in mind, um, whether that's, you know, this is going to increase engagement, impressions, um, stuff like that. So it kind of varies. <laughs> okay. What do you think is the difference between an email that does well and an email that doesn't do as well in terms of open rates and stuff like that? What works sure. the best? Yeah, sure. So um, I think a lot of, uh, if we're talking specifically about open rate, I think a lot of what determines that is the, the subject line. Um, because that, that, you know, subject line isn't, is pretty much only gonna, uh, affect open rate because, you know, if, if, if you don't open it, you're not going to click on it. Right. So it's not going to affect click rate. Um, so that click, click rate, I would say is, is more geared toward the content. And again, you know, a lot of our, content even on on uh in the newsletter is is kind of developed to keep you on the newsletter right so we have you can click out to the to the full article um but we usually try to to keep the article in newsletter um just because we we know people are there every morning every every day pretty much of of their working lives is, is there they have their email open so um but you know open rate i i think is is uh determined by the subject line. Uh, you know, if you include, um, certain words, phrases, symbols, um, in your, in your subject lines, you can end up in the spam folder. Um, you can end up in, uh, you know, these different tabs that, that Gmail has. If, if you don't, um, I, I typically, uh, mess with my Gmail tab, so I don't have like a promotions tab or, um, anything like that, but 
you know, some people do still have like the promotions tab, different tabs like that. And, uh, your, your email service provider isn't going to tell you if you land in there. And, you know, a lot of people don't look at their promotions tab because they think it's a lot of spam or, or discount codes or whatever that they'll only look at if they need to. So, um, you know, different words can trigger different, uh, funnels for your emails to go down. Um, so ultimately I, I think open rate is, is determined by the subject line. Awesome. Definitely something for college students to get good at is picking a good subject line and, and really using good email techniques because it's something that is used in the professional world. Um, so thank you for talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I'll, I, something I was going to say is like, you know, email is, it, it was not um, very prominent in my mind uh, until um, the job I had before front office sports. Um, I worked at a, a company called Legends who does a lot in the sports space. Um, but, but I was on the, the e-commerce team there. So, um, I worked with, uh, you know, a lot of, um, uh, professional sports teams and leagues and, and college sports teams. So like Ohio state athletics, us soccer, stuff like that. And we would run their, um, email campaigns and their, their, uh, e-commerce websites and just seeing the impact of email just kind of blew my mind because I'm, I'm you know, in the fully in the, the social media space. And so, or, you know, was more than I am now, but um, I thought that was where everybody was, right. And and everybody's there, they're going to buy off social media ads, stuff like that. But, you know, the, the email service provider we used uh, at, at Legends, we could see directly how much revenue was coming from each email. And that kind of like, you know, shifted in my mind of, okay, wow, like this is generating real revenue and real eyeballs. Um, so that's kind of where I think, uh, you know, that that last job kind of shifted in my mind, okay, email is still king. Like it, it's not just like, you know, spam and, and that's where you find discount codes if you need one or something. Um, that That is still king and, and people are still in their inbox every single day for eight hours a day. Um, while, while they're working, they, they just have their inbox up. So that's kind of what made my shift in my mind. And, uh, yeah, FOS, I saw the FOS job and I was like, I want to work in email. So, <laughs> no, absolutely true. And very powerful. Um, we've talked about it in past episodes. You really are. What email is, is that's the 20% of your audience that has participated with your business in the past. Right. And that's where the 80% of your revenue comes from. Um, so really thinking about it in that way, and it's so true and powerful that those are the people that are interested in what you're selling, interested in what you're doing and want to see it. It's just like, this is our follower base. This is the people who are passionate about what we do and want to be part of it. Um, mm -hmm. so excellent job identifying that and definitely something for anybody looking to work in sports or anybody who's currently working in sports, wanting to grow their business and kind of flows into my next question of as someone who's worked in both organization and team media slash audience management operations, um, what would you say is the most powerful tool for, for growth for an organization? And is that email? Yeah. Um, man, I think every answer of mine is like, well, it depends. So I apologize <laughs> for that. But uh, That's okay. It, all, it always no, does. No, those are the best answers because those <laughs> are the ones you can talk about. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't want there to just be like a, a straight up answer because that would be too easy. But um, I think for 
you know, a, a fully digital company like us, you know, email, email is king, right? So um, I think Adam, our CEO and, and founders has said before, like, it's the most intimate relationship you can have as like, as a company with someone is being in our email inbox, because you are, you are with them like eight out like eight hours a day, like I said, so you're not just like posting something on social and hoping somebody reads it. Or, or sees it or watches it, um, you know, you're, you're right there on their second screen or you're right there, you know, in a minimized window or something, you are like, you are talking to them, right? You're not like on a soapbox on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's huge for us, uh, you know, very intentional. You have to be like, you have to be very intentional in opting into the email. Um, you know, you could, you could follow someone on a whim because they had a, a funny post or something and then not really care about them later or they, you know, they're not going to show up on your feed if you follow thousands of people. Um, so that's, that's huge, huge, huge for us. Um, as far as like, um, you know, I, I was with, I, sorry, I didn't, I didn't give my background or anything, but I was, I was, my first job was with a minor league baseball team. And so for us there, um, you know, we were, my, my, my first year was, um, the first year of, of the baseball team in, in that city, Columbia, South Carolina. And so, um, for us there, for the three years that I was there, it was, um, I would say that the biggest marketing piece was, um, just word of mouth marketing. So like in person, you, you get out in the local parade this weekend, like that, that is huge because people, you know, it's a very, um, yeah, we had digital assets and stuff like that, but it's a very tangible, um, you know, you go to a game, you no, I mean, minor league baseball has, has TV, um, or like, you know, a streaming service, but my job was to get people to the games. Right. So, um, it was very like tangible. I, w- I would take the mascot places. I would take the players places, stuff like that. Um, so that, that was huge for us there email, you know, we had a newsletter list, but that was basically like, Hey, here's the games that are coming up. And it was very kind of impersonal. Um, and you know, right, right for that organization. But, um, I think the, the biggest asset for us was, was the in-person, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, stuff like that to, to <laughs> put a phrase to it. But yeah. Having worked in minor league baseball myself last summer, I can definitely identify that with the uh, Portland Sea Dogs. We went out in the community and gave out free tickets and stuff like that. Sure. So, um, did you, did you take the rite of passage and, and you were the, the mascot at all? Uh, I was not the mascot for oh. the Sea Dogs. No, they had someone, they had a hired person to do that. But I was yeah. the mascot for St. Joe's one time, which we don't need to speak. <laughs> we go. don't need to speak about that. Well, you, well, you, there you go. every, <laughs> every, every sports professional needs to go through it. So you, you, you did your rite of passage there. <laughs> I did do, I did do my rite of passage. Um, <laughs> I want to shift back to the content side for just a second. We talked a lot about email, but in terms of content, what would you say your personal favorite piece of content that you guys have put out there in your time there has been? Oh, I know man. that's a really hard question because you've been there for three years. I believe now today, right? Three years today. Uh, three I years. I just saw it on LinkedIn. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know when they they put it up on LinkedIn, but three years on the sixteenth, so a couple of weeks. Okay, well, congratulations. But, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, oh man, my favorite piece of content. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if like one sticks out. Um, you know, I, like it could a, be a story so- too. It doesn't have to be a like a piece, like a singular post. A story. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I I like a lot of our um, podcasts. To be honest, so okay. Um, you know, like our. Yeah, we, we have a lot of good podcasts with like um, athletes and um, I mean, we had Jake Paul on the podcast one time. Um, and then I, I, w- I think I would say to it, it's not really a pe- one piece of content, but um, like our, our Rising 25 award, we have a Rising 25 award. So um, sports professional sports professionals that are um, 25 or under, um, we have an award for that. Um, best employers in sports, we have an award for that. So, um, people vote on, you know, who's the best employer in sports. I, I, I don't know if like one piece of content sticks out to me. I, I mean, personally, I love all of our like athlete real estate posts. I, I think they're just very interesting. I'm, I call, uh, like Zillow, I call it my like other social media platform. I just like get on Zillow and like look at like cool houses, weird houses, like that Zillow gone wild uh, uh, Twitter account is like one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 I really like that side of things. So, you know, where, where sports and, and real estate connect is like my favorite thing. So um you know, like the uh, Ben Simmons house uh, sticks out to me. Like we posted about, um, uh, I think Russell Wilson and uh, Sierra had a house on our on our feed one time. It, I don't know. Just th- those posts are are really cool to me. So yeah, definitely cool that. to hear about like new stadium and and house concepts like that. So definitely yeah, interesting topics that not a lot of people in sports news really think about so it's it's definitely a different way to um create content mm-hmm. uh continue on that and, and great feedback so thank you for answering our questions so far um my question is what is someone or somewhere you've taken a lot of inspiration from as a professional so far i know you've been working in this professional sports world for around 11 years in a lot of different areas um mostly in social media so i'm just kind of curious i take a lot of inspiration from a lot of places in my work curious where you take yours from Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot uh, early on, I would say when I was more entrenched in social, um, a a lot of it came from uh, a woman by the name of Jess Smith. Um, She she used to run on it. I think she might have just kind of started posting on there again, but she used to run a, a blog or a, a site called social and sport. Um, and she, uh, she worked for Under Armour at one time, an NHL team, I think the St. Louis blues or something, but she, she's incredible, um, at, uh, just that social and sport. Um, and she, she works for a, a, uh, motorsports team now. Um, and so I, I still follow her stuff. Um, I think War Jess Eagle is her is her Twitter account if you guys want to follow. But um, oh yeah, but, I've heard of her. I think I do follow her. On yeah, Twitter, and she, she's big on on LinkedIn as well. I mean, her her content is is great for LinkedIn too. Um, but uh, just like overall, um, 
just like commentary on content is is really really good um uh a new very new uh creator guy by the, by the name of um jordan um jordan uh rogers he uh has has done stuff with fos in um the past couple of weeks but uh really really cool guy he used to work for nike for 10 years um in in branding uh and he just has really really good insight on um what's going on in in the branding uh culture and uh he has a lot of obviously background in that he worked for nike football for a while um i don't know if that was his whole stint at nike but um he just has like a unique perspective uh i'm a big fan of of the branding side of of things uh and so he has good insight there um yeah, I, I think those are those are two two big things um, or two two big creators that that I look to for uh, inspiration or you know kind of what's going on and specifically the the social aspect. Awesome to hear about. I'll definitely have to check Jordan Rogers out. Um, yeah. So we've been not, talking a lot. Not of... Aaron Rodgers' brother, but the, but another Jordan Rogers. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I won't get that confused. Different Jordan Rogers. <laughs> Um, so we've been talking a lot about your successes at front office sports, but what would you say is your biggest challenge you faced? It could either be since you've taken a job or in the sports world in general. Sure. Biggest challenge. Uh, I think, um, well, so a lot of, um, weird hours, I think for, for sport, obviously, as, as you guys know, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So that was more of a thing when I was working uh, in minor league baseball and um, and even somewhat for uh, legends as well. Um, just having to be on on the weekend to send an email or um, different things like that. Not not so much at, at FOS um, just because I'm not as connected to the event or like the, the sporting event side of things. So um, I think that that was a, a challenge for me. Um, specifically at FOS, um, I would say, you know, there's a lot of, um, like nuances in the, specifically the email industry. And so, um, you know, we, like, like the, the subject line thing I was talking about earlier, um, you know, everybody knows there's certain words or, or phrases or symbols that can trigger an uh, you know, a bad response from the, um, inbox, but, uh, you know, besides like, uh, you know, vacation in the free vacation in the Bahamas, like, no, like everybody knows that's probably gonna <laughs> trigger a, a spam filter, but like, nobody really knows like exactly what other things. And so, um, you know, it, it's just a very nuanced and like, okay, we, we, we want to, um, capture people's attention in the inbox, but we also don't want to be clickbait. Um, so I'm not the one exactly um, picking the the subject lines. You know, that's up to our writers and editors. But um, you know, it's something that I analyze. Um, so you know, if we have a lower open rate compared to our other open rates at, at one point, um, you know, could it be due to the subject line? Maybe. Could it be due to the fact that People might be out this week for, um, you know, holiday break, maybe, probably. But, you know, you never really know. 
Um, and so it, it's just kind of frustrating at, at points. Um, so I, I would say that's kind of the biggest challenge in, in this role. Yeah, that makes sense. We we definitely both can speak to working odd hours a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And also wanted to mention you had you said what you just said about um, when you really don't know when somebody's going to interact with something or not, right? And there's so many different factors that you can observe, and you pour your heart and your soul into something, um, and then it comes out and you don't get the result you want, right? Or you don't get the result that you guys expected as a team, um, leaving you feeling not only unfulfilled by the eight and hour day you just spent trying to come up with this idea or trying to put this out. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it makes the sport world crazy. It makes it wonderful because that one thing that you do that finally does get that interaction and you finally feel that reward and it's all there in that one place in that one moment becomes, it becomes beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, <laughs> no, sorry. Kind of speaking to that. We, uh, I was, in uh, the marketing promotions for the, the minor league baseball team. And obviously we, we would have a planning session or multiple planning sessions before every season. And it was like, what should we do for this theme night? And what should we do for that theme night? And uh, you know, national entertainment acts and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, it, it it's like, you know, is, is, you know, we, we know, uh, you know, such and such TV show, you know, Ted Lasso is having its moment right now, but you know, is anybody going to care about that in, you know, five months when we have this theme night? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just kind of um, been on those promotions teams before. So oh, man. I definitely, definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You know, then it's like, uh, it's like but I've carried out the promotions. Yeah. It's like, do we do we spend all this time and effort and money in, in this and in, in a giveaway when people aren't going to care about it or like, you know, a a uh, entire TV show could have like a, an awful, you know, series ending episode. And it's like, nobody really cares about the TV show anymore. Uh, right. So yeah, it's, it's just kind of an odd thing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next question. As someone who's worked in sports for the last 11 years, what would be your biggest piece of advice for young people, college students, et cetera, who are looking to break into and build a career in sports like you have? Sure. Yeah. Um, man, saying 11 years makes me feel old. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, truly it's, uh, so I'm not, uh, I'm not a very good connector. Um, like I know a lot of people who are like really, really good connecting or at at connecting with people. Um, I'm just not, um, I, I, I don't put myself out there when I'm at events or anything like that. Um, I'm a very introverted person. So I think the biggest thing I would say to college students specifically when you're all living together on campus is to just meet everybody. You know, uh, I've, I've connected with people on LinkedIn who I was in like a group project with in, in college, um, who are doing like really cool stuff now. And, um, you know, went back when I was looking for a job, uh, before I got FO, before I got hired on to FOS, um, I was looking for a job and I was like, Oh man, it would be really nice to hit up this person to kind of see if, um, they have any openings at, at, at this company or, or this team or whatever. Um, but obviously it's, it would be very weird and very self-serving to me for, for me to reach out to them who I haven't talked to since that group project and, 
my business class in 2013 or whatever, since I haven't talked to them since then, it's like, I, I can't reach out to like, I can't reach out to them in good faith and be like, Hey, what's going on? Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is to just, um, talk to people at, in, in college, connect with them, whether that's literally on LinkedIn or, um, just hang out with them, go get a drink with them, whatever. Um, and then nurture those relationships. Um, you know, and, because they, they they might have connections later on down the line um, that you could um, really benefit from and, and you could help them. Um, you know, if you're if you like them and you like how they work, um, you know, you could reach out to them for a job at your at your company um, that, that you want them to, to come work in. So um, that's something that a lot of people at FOS did in the past um, who now they're like reaching out to them because that because that person owns a business and it would be great for us to work with them um, to help grow our audience or something like that. And, um, you know, I see people in my past that, that are doing cool stuff now that we could benefit from. And it's like, oh man, I wish I kind of kept up that relationship. Um, so I think that would be my, my main piece of advice. Yeah, definitely making connections is something we talk about a lot on this podcast and it's, it's a huge piece of the sports world. I think, um, one of the things, for us is, you know, reaching out to people like yourself to have on the podcast is that's one of our avenues for sure. making connections. But yeah, no, it's, <laughs> on a less- everybody, everybody will tell you that the sports industry is very small. And yeah. I was told that when I was, you know, by professors, when I was going through school and I was like, ah, there's so many teams and they're <laughs> very, they're exactly right. I mean, you know, it's whether you're at a team or um, sports adjacent or, you know, working in the sports industry and not on team, whatever, um, you know, chances are somebody on your team knows somebody on some other team or, or you know, at a certain agency or, or something like that. So it's very small. Believe them when they tell you. Absolutely. Uh, we've been asking a lot of serious questions. On a less serious note, we like to ask our guests all the same final question. So for our closing question, if you could go back and work for any team or organization in sports history, which event or moment would you want to work for or cover? Oh my gosh. Um, and I know that's a hard one. You'll need to think for a second. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so, Oh, I, I have two answers. I have two answers. So I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I don't know. I'm a big dream team fan. They were, uh, they were uh, one year before I was born. So like I, people are like, Oh, you can't be a fan, whatever. I've seen documentaries <laughs> and read books. I, I love the dream team, greatest team ever assembled. I would have loved to have been in Barcelona. I, I don't know what a, a marketing person could do there. They don't really need marketing, uh, for, for that team. But, uh, <laughs> but if I were in like a different role, like, uh, I don't know if I was like cleaning their jerseys or something, uh, I would doing, doing something. Um, I would, I would love to have worked for that team. Uh, or I guess team USA would just, would be that, uh, working for them. Um, or probably the main one is I'm a huge Cubs fan. Uh, the Cubs in 2016 would have been awesome. Um, My dad's from Chicago, so I'm a Cubs fan too. Yes. Yes. I'm from, uh, Northeast Indiana. So they're, they were the closest, um, professional baseball team. So, uh, so I love them. They're, they're the greatest. The 2016 run was so good. Um, 
so that that would probably be probably be the top answer for me awesome really fun to hear about thank you so much kyle martin of front office sports for coming on the pod check out front office sports amazing work at frontofficesports.com or on their social medias uh, thank you so much for coming on this has been great and i really hope that you have success going forward and just keep up the good work man seriously you guys do awesome thank you so awesome. much thank you guys so yeah let me know if you need anything uh, in the future appreciate you guys absolutely having will do and viewers tune in next week we'll be back i promise yeah. <laughs>